You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? How you doing, man? And I am Isaac Bruce Doc. I am well and I'm blessed, man. Uh, glad to be back home here in South Florida. Uh, an eventful weekend, to say the least, but I enjoyed it. And uh, here we are, man. RPO. Talk about uh, yeah your weekend, man. You came to Memphis for 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 a special for a special reason, man. Now tell the people why you were at Memphis, man. I was in Memphis, Doc, as you know, for the uh, FedEx St. Jude uh, Celebrity Am, man. Uh, you know, to be honest, it was one of my very first uh, celebrity ams where I played uh, and really participated uh, with the, with my group of four. So it was fun, Doc. I mean, it was a beautiful course. Um, very, very well manicured, um, and just the the camaraderie of guys from my Memphis Tiger mates to uh, other colleagues and other sports. It's fun seeing them, and uh, fun competing against them, and just uh, just having a great time in Memphis, man. It's, you know, it's uh, one of my first times being in Memphis for that you know that long of time, and really uh, being able to really engage in the city again man you know as you know i went to the university of memphis graduated a memphis tiger but uh always special to get back to memphis man so much history so much uh you know things to do and the food is always great doc how'd you play though man i mean i know you that you told me that was your first time playing a full 18 rounds man so i mean i know how you played because i was there but how, how how you feel like you played my uh my guy well, we started off on hole 17. Uh, hole 17 is a part three, and I think I hit the ball up the tee pretty good. I, you you know, did. I straight, Excellent. I hit it accurate. And, uh, you know, I think we play actually played. We played best ball. So uh, my ball was played, you know, all in all through the 18. I think my my ball was played uh, three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like and, that. And, you know. That's a, you know, that's a step up. That's a promotion for me, Doc. But, you know, we shot a seven, 72 combined score. And, you know, if, if we would have made the cut, if there was a cut to make, I think we probably would have made the cut. So it was fun, Doc. And it was for a good cause, man. The FedEx St. Jude, man, uh, for a great cause. FedEx, uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital here in Memphis do a lot of great things for uh, young people battling cancer and other kind of illnesses, man. So it was for a great cause. A lot of people showed up, showed out, man. So uh, it was outstanding. And uh, speaking of outstanding, man, first weekend we got some NFL preseason. NFL preseason got started. Now, this is the preseason. So I want everybody to just calm down. If you saw some things you didn't like and you saw some things that you did like, just calm down. But NFL preseason, first full weekend of preseason football games, everybody got on the field, man. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I was, you know, my eyes was on a lot of different teams and a lot of different players. But of course, man, you know, it's the preseason. So I want to see how the Rams play. Our Rams play the L.A. Chargers, you know, play the cast we let rent from us, play the little brothers. We won 29 to 22, but didn't nobody play, man. I mean, 
Let me take that back because I was the cat that was playing in these games. Somebody did play. The starters didn't play, but Perkins, the quarterback, played for us, man. But who stood out with me? Uh, Ike B, man, is a receiver, man. My guy Lance McCutcheon, man, from Montana State, bro. He was snatching that rock, had two touchdowns. Let me get his stats. Got to get his fella uh, uh, some props, man. He had five catches, 87 yards, two TDs. Undrafted, man, 6'3", 200. And, bro, he trying to find a spot on that roster, man, where I didn't even think we had any uh, spots for wide receiver, but McCutcheon showing out in that first preseason game, man. So it's good for him and Bryce Perkins and other uh, young young cats getting out there, getting a chance to show what they can do. Well, Doc, let's, let's let it be known that <clears throat> as far as professional football, as far as training camp is concerned, there are different levels. And what do I, what do I mean by that? Is like, you know, when you're a free agent, uh, when you're a rookie free agent, when you're a draft pick, you know, the first time you go in is, you know, probably immediately after you're drafted, you meet everyone, the equipment people, uh, the guys who are going to be taking care of you behind the scene. And from there, you go to uh, what we call a mini camp. From mini camp, you go to training camp, Doc. So you may have some success in training camp, or you may not have some success in training camp early. But what the coaches want to see is, Doc, what happens when you put the silks on? You put the silks on the other night, that Saturday night, man. They want to see how you perform under the lights. Can you take what's been taught to you in a classroom, to the football field, and to the Grand Stadium or what we call SoFi Stadium? Can you do that? And how does it affect you? Does it affect you in a positive way? Does it affect you in a negative way? Because some guys, you know, they cringe under pressure. And other guys, they they explode. You be have some guys, Doc, who the coaches have been getting on the entire training camp about lining up in the right place, knowing your assignment, who to block and how to get them. And game time comes, Doc, it clicks for him. You know, he's in his atmosphere. He's in his arena. And it just, it, he just explodes into uh, a, a totally different person. So that's what these preseason games are about because you got some guys like I just described who rise to the occasion. And then you have some guys who you're expecting to rise do the, the complete opposite, Doc. So preseason games are still important. Um, you know, you talk about McCutcheon, man. You know, he's going to have to build on what he started this first preseason game. And it's always an interview for all 32 teams. So um, I'm sure he'll get out there, go back to work, and uh, be excited about what he accomplished. Man, I'm always see, man. I'm always happy and glad to see undrafted free agents, man, rookies, man, go out in preseason and have good, good games and, you know, do some great things, man. Not only in practice, but see it carry over into a ball game, man. So, because I, I had some success like that, you know, during camp in a couple of preseason games. So I always get excited for dudes like that, man. So Lance McCutcheon, I hope you keep it up, man. Keep it up, man. You get opportunities to make some plays, continue to make plays. Speaking of making plays, man, in, in our division, bro, San Francisco 49ers, man. I've been I've been curious to see what Trey Lance was going to look like, man, because I find, find, found out today, I beat that Jimmy. I know Jimmy Garoppolo was still there, but, bro, they said they haven't given him a playbook. They don't really talk to him. He just dead because he has the, the job is Trey Lance's job now. So they wanted Trey Lance because of his athletic ability. He has a stronger arm, and he can make some things happen. But Ike B, in their first preseason game, man, Trey Lance, four for five, 92 yards, bro, he threw, he threw a – Deep one, man. 76 yards uh, for a touchdown, man. He looked real good. I know it's preseason, but 49er fans have to be happy with what Trey Lance showed, man. And L.A. Rams fans and, and, and us, 
may have to be a little worried because of what Trey Lance uh, showed. Well, Doc, I mean, they, they traded a king's ransom for this guy. I mean, if you can remember, man, they gave up a lot to get him. And uh, it's a strange situation with uh, Garoppolo still being in camp. Uh, he just has to prepare, get ready to do his things. If he gets traded, he does, which I, I believe he eventually will. But, you know, they're in the process of developing Trey Lance, and they want to make sure that Trey Lance has every opportunity to succeed in this new offense and succeed in being the face of this franchise now because that's the very reason they drafted. I feel like he's in a great place, you know, being under Shanahan's tutelage. Uh, Shanahan, Shanahan has had some quarterbacks that, are, that have been mobile, that can do the play-action pass. It's a run-heavy uh, offense. So I believe that'll benefit Trey Lance and Doc. He adds a dimension that you know that's happening all around the real, all around the league, around Baltimore. You have a running quarterback uh, that can that can throw from the pocket as well, has a strong arm, and these guys are giving defenses fits, Doc, because you can do everything well on defense and then still have to put up with tackling this guy at the end uh, who who will hook slide on you after he gets the first down. So. You know, you see a lot of quarterback competitions that are around the league. I think the most intriguing one right now is, is happening in Pittsburgh, but not in San Francisco, man. Where they're, they're giving uh, this guy, Trey Lance, everything he has to succeed. And one more thing before I pass it to you, Doc. It may be another intriguing quarterback battle that's probably developing in Malik Willis in, in, uh, in Tennessee. That's because where we're going next, yes. Trey Lance. Lance and Malik Willis, they're the same type quarterback. So if you build that same type system around Malik Willis in Tennessee, Doc, hey man, they went to they 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 were the number one seed in the AFC last year. So that's that's another very intriguing quarterback battle that may be developed. And you you make a, such a great point, man, because we're gonna touch on Malik Willis uh, next because. Basically, the Titans and, and the 49ers, they got the same offensive philosophy, man. Let's run the rock. Let's be physical. Let's ball control down the field. And 49ers fans, before you all get too excited now, now you all have been beating our Rams. Y'all didn't have some, some, uh, some success. I think y'all won six games in a row before we took care of y'all ass last year in the playoffs. But anyway, y'all did that with Garoppolo, somebody who stands back in the pocket. I know Trey Lance likes to move around and run, but we're, we're – our Rams are successful against running quarterbacks because we always corral Kyler Murray. So 49ers fans, don't you all get too excited about that. But you made a great point, bro. Trey Lance, Malik Willis. Malik Willis playing his first preseason game for the Titans, and he looked good too, man. He made a throw. Now, 6 of 11, 177 yards, had a rushing touchdown. But he made a throw, man. This, this young Royal was going to the left, twisted his body around, and just yak one, man. I mean, with all kinds of velocity, I like what Malik Willis is doing. Say what you want to say, man, preseason, but it's his first game, but he showed what he can do, man. Tannehill, hey, man, your ass, man. Hey, look, bro, you'll feel that heat on you, man, because Malik Willis looked extremely good, and he has an all-pro running back right there. Well, he, they're not going to ask him to win the game. It's just, they just need him to manage the game and hand that, that thing off, man. So Malik Willis, as you talked about, Ike, Look real good, man. And he may be putting some pressure uh, on Vrabel, man. Vrabel to make him the uh, quarterback one. Well, Doc, man, you know what? We we talk about Tennessee quarterback play, man. Let's just be honest. It's come up small in the most important games that they've had here recently, man. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson come into Tennessee uh, a couple years ago and defeat the Titans. 
And then just last year, man, we seen a young Joe Burrow leading the Cincinnati Bengals into town when they were the number one seed. And, you know, it really didn't work out in, in Tennessee's uh, for their benefit. I mean, just the quarterback play was just not what it should have been. Um, but, yeah, I think it's very intriguing, Doc. I mean, it's, it's developing to uh, what I feel like can be a real quarterback battle. I mean, they're truly trying to see what they have in Malik Willis and if they'll be willing to move on uh, from Tannehill, man. Who knows if he has any more guaranteed money on his contract or uh, if they're really secure. If they were secure, I don't think you draft a Malik Willis uh, in the third round like you did. I mean, we've seen that happen in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts when they drafted Jalen in the second round. I mean, you know, you start writing on the wall. But um, I think they'll give Malik Willis every opportunity to develop the way that he can. And he has that element, man, that extra element that puts pressure on the defense and that can keep drives going. He's smart, man, because hey, Tannehill hadn't done a damn thing, man. He ain't won anything, man. Derrick, I mean, Derrick Henry got hurt last year, but that defense, man, that Tennessee Titans philosophy, because they still were running the rock when Derrick Henry wasn't, wasn't in there because they're physical. All they need Malik Willis to do is, look, bro, don't make, it, don't make mistakes. And he seems to be a very smart quarterback. Hand this thing off the big dog. You know, control, play action, man. You know, go deep sometimes. We know you can go deep, but dump it. Let the defense do its thing. Let this uh, offense philosophy and this whole team philosophy do their thing and make some good things happen, man. Another thing, you talked about Pittsburgh. They do have a, a, a quarterback battle going on, man. You know, they got Mitch Trubisky, which I, I, I don't know. He didn't do nothing in Chicago. I don't, I don't know what. But anyway, got Mitch Trubisky. Got Mason Rudolph, who's been there. Then, then they drafted Kenny Pickett. Now, Kenny Pickett had a nice little game, man. But, bro, damn them dudes. I want to talk about that that, that receiver, man, from out Georgia, man. George Pickens. Big dog. Ike B. Big dog. He been balling out in camp, and he made a touchdown grab, man, in the game, which was so beautiful, man. George Pickens from Georgia. I love what I saw from him, man, and I love what I'm seeing from him. He's making plays, man. So I don't know what the Steelers going to do. I don't know who Mike Tomlin is going to choose for their quarterback, but I can't in my right mind say if it's, it's Trubisky because he's proven that he can't get it done. But Pickens is one of those dudes Cass ain't been talking about. I'd be in. I, he, he clowning right now, bro. You know, I, I remember Pickens uh, as the number one wide receiver coming out of high school, Doc, and uh, ended up landing at Georgia for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think he has some injuries there. I believe he tore his knee up. Uh, he was just coming around. You know, most people say, you know, it takes two years, you know, for you to really feel like your old self uh, after an ACL injury. But, Doc, I mean, this guy, he, he's played in some power-packed football games. I mean, he's played against uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the, the Auburn Tigers, and they, every Saturday. So he can rise to occasion. But, Doc, I mean, Cream always rises to the top, man. I mean, I don't think this is a guy that, you know, to himself, he, he may not be surprised with the way that he's performing in training camp. So I think it's going to it's going to uh, carry over. I think he, he'll make this team and eventually be a number one wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. One thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Doc, you just look at their history and drafting wide receivers. They've done a tremendous job through the years. I don't know who their scout is, but they've done it from the highest wards of the world. who was a third round pick uh, to all these guys, A.B., uh, a. Antonio Brown, who was a uh, six round pick and it just the list just goes on and on you got Claypool who's there these these scouting the scouting department for the Pittsburgh Steelers does a tremendous job at drafting wide receivers and it's apparent that this guy this same person this same 
uh, people saw young Pickens and what he could be, man. So um, he's starting to show it pretty early. I love what I see from him, man. I love the attitude he has too, man. He's physical. He has some spent, uh, some speed. He has some strength, and he can catch that rock, man. He can be a big time playmaker for, uh, for the Steelers if they can figure out who's gonna throw him the ball. Because Trubisky <laughs> is not that dude. I'm sorry, Mike Tomlin. I don't give a damn what he did in the preseason. Dude is shown he's sorry as hell, man. So get him out of there, man. So I love what George Pickens did in this first preseason game. I also love what Jalen Hurts did, bro. Eagles, man. I keep telling people, man, the Eagles gonna win the NFC East. Jalen Hurst went out there, go six for six, 80 yards, touchdown, seven plays, 80 yards, one touchdown drive. He was out there one time, took him on a touchdown drive, perfect. Six for six, 80 buckets. But my thing, Ike B, he shows some control of the offense, even though the Jets suck, but it's the preseason. He shows some control of the offense. He made some good decisions. He didn't force any passes. But I'm watching cats, man. Some of these national sports media, man, they talk about uh, they gave uh, Pickett, and some of these other uh, uh, quarterbacks, some props preseason. But then when it comes to Jalen Hurts, they were like, yeah, it's always a but when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Hey, the Jets did this. They didn't do this. Uh, Hurts still need to prove himself. It's still early in the preseason. He gets criticism, man, because they criticize his pocket presence and him being a pocket quarterback. But look, man, to come out here, you don't get any better than that, Ike B. So I love what I saw from Jalen Hurst in this first preseason game, regardless of what anybody else said. Well, first of all, I didn't know you had you had picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East. On the Doc Holiday me. show. I mean, you got to yeah, watch the Doc Holiday show, bro. <laughs> I got to subscribe. Yeah, you got to subscribe. Damn, subscribe to the show. Yes, yes, sir. But, uh, you know, that being said, Doc, I mean, you, you look at Jalen Hurts, man, you know, everywhere he's been. He's been a guy that's willing to battle. He's been a guy that's ascending. And I think even this, this year right here, he's taking the next step. He has just about everything he needs to be successful in Philadelphia as QB number one, as you say. I mean, from, from the coaching standpoint to having a very explosive running game, offensive line that can protect him, and a defense that can get after the quarterback. So I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are loaded. And Jalen Hurts is the man to lead this group, man. I mean... Uh, he played well when he got in last year from a starting point. And you got to think about it. You're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles who had three first round draft picks that didn't use them to go out and get a quarterback. So they're going to put all their trust in Jalen Hurts uh, leading this team and pushing this, this team to the point where they can make the playoffs and make a lot of noise, which a lot of people are predicting they do this year. Yeah, man. And think about it, man. Plus, they got that Memphis Tiger, man. Kenneth Gainwell, man, in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming yeah. in, getting him some some touches, man. He can he can make some things happen. But I'm telling you, NFC East, the reason because of Jalen Hurst and the things that you know, I added AJ Brown, I added some more pieces, man. I like that's why I like what the Eagles looking uh looking like. And uh and Dallas in their first preseason game, it's preseason, but they look just like they looked <laughs> last year, bro. They had 17 penalties for 129 yards, bro. That's undisciplined ball. I don't care if it's the preseason or not. Penalties killed them last year. Now, they didn't came out in the first preseason game with 17 penalties for 129 yards, Ike B. 17 penalties is inexcusable, man. That shows that you're undisciplined, and that falls on the head coach. Mike McCarthy comes out in the postgame trying to act like it ain't that big of a deal. It is a big of a deal when your team has been known to make a lot of penalties, and here you all are in your first appearance in the preseason, 17 penalties, 120. Bro, have you ever played on a squad? Where they had 17 penalties in one game. 
Yes. Well, well, Doc, you know what? A lot of penalties always translates to losses. Yes. Uh, you know, because you're pretty much beating yourself. And, you know, is it a big deal? I'll say, yes, it's a big deal, Doc, particularly when, you know, uh, penalties were an Achilles heel for you the year before. And it's the reason why you lost close games. So, Doc, it does. I mean, it starts up top with uh, Coach Mike McCarthy. He has to do a better job. Uh, discipline his players himself has to become more disciplined and and spreading that message to his coaches abroad man I'm not sure you know which way they go with it or how they start with it but doc you can't have 17 penalties in one game I don't care if it is a preseason game because you're bringing new guys into your fold you know you're bringing them into your culture and what you want to what you want to expound on to them is that listen we're a disciplined football team we don't give up uh uh, unnecessary penalties, frivolous stuff, jumping off sides, pre-snap penalties. That's just something that we don't do here. So that message has to go through every new player that walks through that door, either via, you know, from a draft pick to a, a free agent off the street, someone new to that culture. That has to be expounded upon. Doc, you talk about uh, Jerry Jones saying he wants to be valuable in the playoffs this year. Doc, not with not with 17 penalties in a, in a preseason game and not with, you know, penalties in, you know, in a game at all. Doc. You have to be a, a more disciplined football team in order uh, to be valuable, not in, only in the postseason, but also in the regular season that leads you to the postseason. So, Doc, that, that has to be fixed and it has to be fixed immediately. And my thing, man, as I said, that's a coaching culture thing, because if you all did it last year when you had your 53-man roster and it carries over to – the preseason with cats who ain't going to be on the team, man, that's in the building, bro. That's in the building. So that falls on Mike McCarthy, man. Uh, you can say what he, he can say what he want to say as that's preseason. But, bro, your ass going to be out of here by game six or seven if that's what y'all looking like and y'all not winning. You're going to be up out of here. Jared Jones going to get going on you, man. And he should, man, because you all are underachieving like a mug, man. But those for Dallas Cowboy fans who probably want to get out happy, happy, joy, joy, man, hey. If y'all ass can't be disciplined and, and, and hold your water and know how to play, you got some problems. Go ahead, Ike. Well, Sean Payton, hey, Sean Payton is lurking, Doc. He is lurking. You know, he's currently employed by one of the network television stations, but at the same time, Doc, I don't think he's done coaching. And I, I think Jerry Jones, I know, I think he has him on speed dial. So, Doc, you know, that's a, that's a, a difficult, challenging cloud to be playing under if you're Mike McCarthy, Doc. So, <laughs> your job can be on the line. You got guys jumping off sides, pre-snap penalties all over the place, Doc, for 129 yards. That's the length of a football field and some. So, Doc, it, it, it's got to be fixed. It's got to be fixed immediately. And Jerry Jones like, man, I want to break up with you anyway. Give me a reason. Please give me a reason. And you giving them a reason already, man, to get you up out of there and go date and court and marry Sean Payton again because you know he wants to. You know he wants to. He's just sitting back and just, just waiting, just waiting. So Dallas Cowboy fans, man, y'all better hope y'all squad uh, fixes that, man. But going from the NFL to college, man, like as I said, you were here this weekend. We had a chance to go out there and check out our Memphis Tigers football, man. You went out there Friday. Well, we went out there Friday, and I went back out there Saturday and watched some scrimmage, man. This is what I like about our Memphis Tigers, man. Hey, for everybody that's not that, that, that don't know about our Memphis Tigers, hey, we got that sophomore quarterback, Seth Hennigan, in the scrimmage. He looked real good, man. Not only that, because uh, uh, Seth, he's a smart quarterback as well. He can move a little better than people give him credit for. It. He makes good decisions with the Rock. Now, I was worried because we losing we lo we losing tight end Sean Dykes. 
And Calvin Austin, you know, he plays for the Steelers. Now we lost him, but Ike B, number 17, who we saw in practice, who you were talking to, Cameron Wright uh, from South Panola. Yeah. He had a bunch of great routes and a b- bunch of great catches in the scrimmage, too, man. He a big dude, 264, yeah. 200 pounds, man. Hey, look, bro. Hey, hey, he looked good. And I know when you were watching him Friday, you were seeing a lot of things that you like from him as well. Uh, no doubt, Doc. Big kid, uh, great body frame, uh, great balance, can get off the line of scrimmage, which is, you know, always that first test, you know, everywhere you go. I mean, guys want to challenge you at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, he passed those tests. And not only that, but he, he was catching balls in traffic, which I love to see from a guy, you know, who, who, who is as big as he is. Not only that, I think he had great separation. Um, I'm looking for great things from him. Just that whole wide receiver group uh, as a whole, Doc, I felt like there's some big guys who can make some plays down the field, can take the top off the defense. So I'm excited about that side of the uh, that side of the ball. And quarterback Seth, man, I think he's doing he's doing a great job. He's taking that next step. Uh, shout out to Quinn Gray, his, his uh, quarterback coach and quarterback uh, offensive passing coordinator. I think great things are going to happen with this kid, man. He has he has that look in his eye like, you know what? I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be mentioned with the other great quarterbacks around the country and and possibly, you know, be whispered as a Heisman Trophy candidate here, here real soon, Doc, which is something I believe that we can have at the University of Memphis. So it's always a pleasure for me to get back around those guys. And, Doc, we didn't mention the facilities. Doc, the facilities are wonderful, man. I mean, it's just uh, just having that brand-new indoor facility, uh, you know, just the, the, the Memphis football on the outside of that. The fields, are, the fields look terrific where the guys eat and where they train, uh, the nutrition portion where they, you know, they handle that part of it. Doc, it is just wonderful, man. If any recruit comes to Memphis uh, looking for a home or anybody in that transfer portal, man, the University of Memphis and, its, Memphis and its football program is the place for them to be. It really is, man. Now, you talk about things, the upgrades they've made, man. That, camp, that South Campus over there at the University of Memphis, man, when you come on it and you see the big basketball facility that's state-of-the-art, then you got the softball that's nice, baseball that's nice, the track. But that football facility, bro, you right, man. That that new indoor – see, I made a video about – I was in the old turf room, the one that we had that's 60 yards long and we had to run the 40. Well, that's 50 yards long. We had to run the 40 for NFL scouts in there and run out the damn uh, – uh, uh, that's the old joint. But that new one, because that was your first time going in there, man. It's a full 100 and probably 10, 20 yards. Man, got the big got the big screen. You can hook your Wi-Fi up to it, the Bluetooth in there, play your video games. And as you said, man, the uh, 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 just as the training room, the nutrition stations, the, the restaurant, everything about the University of Memphis and how they've upgraded, man. The four football fields, the turf field, that's outside. But that indoor practice facility, man, that's one of the best. I mean, honestly, bro, and the locker room, the way they've upgraded it, not only at South Campus, but in, in the Liberty Bowl, man. I mean, I'm yes, extremely sir. proud for what our what our uh, 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 Tigers are doing, man, and what it looked like. But And I saw you in that indoor practice facility. You were just standing there just tripping because it looked so good, bro. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's very well put together. I think the, you know, the architecture of the building, man, just the way they – uh, have a, a hundred yard field, you know, uh, in a building where you could actually punt indoors. Mm-hmm. Doc. So you can do all your special teams work on the inside of that. You normally, you don't get that in, in most indoor facilities, but 
you know, I think the Memphis Tigers, the Memphis program, the Memphis athletics, uh, the job that they're doing, Doc. I mean, I think it's it's wonderful. Uh, it's bringing in uh, 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 future professionals uh, into our athletic program uh, based on facilities that we have, man. And we're taking care of the guys, man. So that's what we always wanted is what we envision as players. And I'm very happy and excited that these guys have an opportunity uh, to benefit from it. Seriously, man, and everybody, man, trust me now. You come to Memphis, you get seen now because we put people in the league. They in the NFL. I'm, if you can ball, they're going to find you. And they've been finding us at Memphis for a long time, man, because there's a lot of us in the league right now. Uh, and before I get up off our Tigers, man, yeah, you talked about Seth Hennigan making another step. And you talked about your guy, Quinn Gray. You're right. Quinn Gray is one of the big reasons why he's going to make another step because I like Quinn Gray's resume. And as you and and as you not so politely told me, he's from Fort Lauderdale. You know that that's your home, boy. He's extremely smart. I mean, I thought you were about to beat your boy up when I met. I'm like, hey man, I'm just joking with your guy. But Quinn Gray is a very smart quarterback and football player, man, who has uh, a lot of experience in college, played in the league, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna he has a lot to pour into Seth Hennigan. So I'm a, I'm just excited about Quinn Gray helping Seth Hennigan out as probably as you are, and plus. You know, it, it, it's good to see, you know, a, a melanated brother, man, a Hebrew out there given that kind of responsibility because the quarterback position is a very, uh, a very important spot. Well, Doc, it's one of those jobs that leads to the next job, which is offensive coordinator, which yes. is a uh, head coach somewhere around this, this league, around this country. So uh, he's definitely in a great spot. Uh, like I mentioned on the field, you know, his dad coached my high school team. And I've been knowing Quinn since he's been about four years old running around my high school, uh, a guy that played in the league. So he's mixed he's mixed wits with some of the great offensive coordinators of the National Football League. And Tom Moore uh, being around Peyton Manning, those guys. And, you know, they I'm sure they taught him a lot of stuff that's probably rubbed off on, on him as far as coaching is concerned. So, you know, we look forward to Quinn Gray. Uh, being promoted here soon, man, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops young uh, young Seth uh, and pushes him to that next level. And you got to give it up to Ryan Silverfield, man, head coach Ryan Silverfield, man, for putting people like Quinn Gray because he had to fill he had to fill several positions, and he's done that, man, bringing you know offense coordinator, defense coordinator, running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, and Ryan Silverfield is one of those coaches that the players they seem to like. He's a smart guy, so and the tempo of the practices. And the tempo mm -hmm. of the of the scrimmage says a lot. They had tempo, they had energy, and they was physical. And another thing about the uh, scrimmage, bro, that defense, man, I ain't going to even lie. I'd be pulling for the offense. But, bro, that defense was flying around. Dog, I saw a couple of plays, man, like before the when the receiver caught the ball, man, he had had it by, 11, by one second, and all 11 defenders was on his head. So they coming. You know, so shout shout out to head coach Ryan Silverfield, man, for putting a staff together, man, of, of, of people and coaches who really know what they're doing. So you mean that's bad news for the Mississippi State Bulldogs? Damn right it's hit? bad news, bro. <laughs> they better be ready to play when we go down to Starkville on September 3rd. They better be ready to play because they came in ready to play last year and got their head beat in. Mm -hmm. Well, the last time we've been to Starkville, you know, you and I were actually playing on that team. So. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good game. I, I think we'll definitely be ready. Um, you know, you know, Mike Leach likes to throw it around the field. So it'd be ample opportunities for our defensive backfield uh, to get interceptions. Not only that, but that defensive, that new defensive front that we have coached by, you know, who Glenn Rogers uh, was really praising 
his ability to get these guys ramped up. I don't know his name right now, Doc. Maybe you can find it out. That's and, the defensive. Uh, that's the defensive coach. line coach. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. really got those guys coming and getting after the quarterback, which is something that we've needed, Doc. So um, they're going to have many opportunities to get after this Mississippi Mississippi State Bulldog, Bulldogs quarterback, whoever it is, uh, come September. Yeah, man, and, and yeah, when we went there in 1993, we beat the brakes off Mississippi State. I think the final score was 45 to 35, but it wasn't even that close, man. We were beating the hell out of them. They came back and made it look good, but yeah. So hopefully we'll have that same kind of success when we go back down to Starkville again, man. And uh, and hey, bro, I gotta tell you this, bro. When we went, we went to Fleming's on Friday, man. Why you didn't tell me, man? I had the discount with the NFL PA card. You told me to go get my card, and you had me looking through. I didn't know we got the discount, bro. I would have used the discount. I didn't know that, bro. Why would I tell you to go get the card without telling you to, to use it as, you know, to get the 20% discount that we have, man? I mean, I know you got the card, not just to be having a card. You asked, you, you wanted to see it. Reason. You wanted to see the card. I thought you really wanted to see the card. No, Bro. no, I don't need to see your card. I got a card that, that's older than yours, but it's the same card. I don't need to see yours. I just want you to put it to work, man. There's a ton of benefits, ton of discounts. You know, it's like, it's like you're in a, in the AARP, doc, you know, but we're in the NFLPA. You know, you get some of the similar discounts from cars, uh, from 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 eating establishment like Fleming's, uh, giving them a little bit of love on the show. But uh, yeah, doc, it's a it's a plethora of discounts out there for active members for the NFLPA. Man, now I know because when you gave me your phone, you said flip through it and look at the discounts. I was looking. I, I said it's a lot. But it wasn't until I got home and I and because I I finally downloaded the app. I said, "Damn, Flemings, right? I just left Flemings." That what Ike B was trying to tell me, man, to use my card for this goddamn discount. I didn't see it though, bro. I did actually see it when I was flipping through your phone, man, and looking at the discounts that we get, dog. Thank. Well, I guess it's okay to give Flemings a shout. It out. is. It's, it's okay to give. It's this okay time. to give Untucked a shout out on this uh, because they give us forty percent off, Doc. So we got to take we got to take advantage of that, man. So all these all these companies, Avis, Enterprise, they're giving twenty percent uh, discounts to former uh, National Football League players. So let's take advantage of it and salute them on this Run Pass Option Show, man. We are, and that's the only salute for free they they gonna get. But yes, yes, because once I once you told me to download the app, because I've been like, uh, I'm like, hold on, man. There's a former NFL player, all these discounts, 40%. Oh, yeah, untuck. Yeah, y'all yes, gonna sir. see me untucked or whatever, whatever the hell it is. Yes, and Flemish, you'll be seeing me again, man. Give me one of them big nice steaks. Uh, but anyway, I before we get up out of here, man. Uh hey man, sad situation in, in, in Texas, bro. Uh little league football coach, man, shot and killed. Uh during a, you know, right after a little league football game, man. Uh, sad situation, bro. Uh, and allegedly, it's the brother of a uh, former Ram and former NFL player, Akib Akib Talib. Uh, my thing is, man, is that these little league coaches and these parents, it don't be the players. They it they be too out of hand, man. It be too much yeah. ego involved, man. That's a sad situation. This man gets shot and killed on the field in front of his son, allegedly by the brother of, of, of Akib Talib. Now, we call him Akib's name, and he's not the one that did it. But since he played in the league, he's a, that's his brother. But regardless if he was a former NFL player's brother or just period, man, 
this stuff, man, with AAU parents and coaches and Little League football, man, this stuff got to stop, dog, because that's senseless and it's sad, man, that this man lost his life coaching our young Royals, man, because people are getting mad off a damn game. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, these coaches, these referees at times, they actually volunteer their time to come out and coach football, coach basketball, coach baseball. And, you know, they're, they're teaching our children life skills. Not only that, but they're teaching them how to control their emotions and not to get too high, not to get too low, but keep it even kill and have what I call a supernatural disposition, Doc, for all things. So, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. And once again, um, you know, at the forefront uh, of it is, uh, you know, our brothers. And I think we, can, we need to do a better job uh, counseling, self-counseling ourselves uh, to the point where we can have a conversation that may scratch and may cut each other a little bit, but at the same time, healed up those wounds, man, and let, let people know that it's not personal. Uh, I'm sure, you know, it probably, uh, you know, probably being from playing time, Doc, let's be real. I mean, we're talking Little League football where the participants are probably between the ages of seven and 14 years old or 13 years old. Um, it's not the end of the world, man. You get another opportunity. You get another game next week. Uh, if you if you feel like your your son or daughter is not getting enough playing time, Doc, it's always you have ample opportunity to go out and work with your child to get him to the next level. Teach him how to tackle if he's a football player. Teach him how to run between holes. Teach him other things as far as you know, open his eyes to the line of scrimmage, uh, where his holes are. If he's wanting running ninety press or eighty press, uh, show him where that is. Uh, things of that nature. Doc, we can always educate our players uh, not only from a physical standpoint, but Doc, the most important part from a mental standpoint. And it's unfortunate that it ended that way. You know, we, you know, we we send our prayers and we send our condolences to everyone affected on both sides of that dot, because that's not a good situation to be in at all. Not at all, man. It was in, in Lancaster, Texas, man. The coach is Mike Hickman, man. So praying for the family of Mike Hickman, man, out there uh, giving your time freely to coach our young Royals, man, because they don't get paid any money, bro. They out there because they love the game. They love teaching and trying to lead. And, and it's weak as hell, man. It's weak as hell for who forever shot and killed that man and took him away from his family, man, over an argument. If the thing about it, if you want to throw hands, throw hands, bro. Throw hands, man. Ain't no need to be pulling out no weapons, man. This stuff got to stop. And like you said, man, we have to have tough conversations with one another, man. Damn your feelings, bro. Damn your feelings, man, because you're, we're, a lot of us are making decisions, man. You're taking people away from here permanently because you're caught in emotions and, and caught in the, uh, in the height of a moment. I used to be a very emotional guy, so all praises to the most high. I never got myself in situations like that, letting your emotions lead you. Uh, but like the scriptures say, man, don't be hasty to be angry, man. Don't do that, man. Calm down, man. So praying for the family of Mike Hickman. Uh, and we got to cut this crap out, man. Cut it out, man. But anything else you want to add, Isaac, uh, before we get up out of here, bro? Yeah, man. Now, just once again, you know, we'll end on a positive note. Doc. Yes. Uh, just St. Jude. Uh, yeah. Uh, FedEx. Um, just the, the entire. I mean, Doc, I mean, the city really, really came alive for this event, man, uh, really a four day event uh, from the celebrity and part of it to the actual professionals who are out there participating and competing in the event. Um, you know, the city of Memphis came out, out south wind, they showed up and a uh, great time. FedEx was a great host. St. Jude's another great host. 
And a shout out to V.O. Little, man. Uh, V.O. <laughs> yeah. Little, the brother of Nyron Hawkins, man, who uh, really, you know, engaged me to come out and be uh, a part of the program. And, man, my, uh, my hat goes off to him. Uh, head of security over there at uh, St. Jude's. And he does a lot of great work for St. Jude's, just keeping everybody safe as best he can. Shout out to V.O. Little. And Justin Body, man, the one who was coordinating everything, man, getting everybody in there, in and out. And shout out to Will Zalatoris, who actually won the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Bro, that's a weekend of work, more, more than a, a million-dollar check, bro. Man, so shout out to Will Zalatoris, man, who wins the FedEx St. Jude Championship, which is one of the best events on the PGA Tour, man. Great course out there at TPC Southwind, man, and bringing all those top golfers in here. So salute, bro. What you think he gonna do when Liv called him this week? Woo, hey man, hey, look. <laughs> hey, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Choices, 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 man. Cass said it's a hundred million guarantee. You just come show. Two hundred million guarantee. You just come show. Don't worry about winning. You just getting the loop, bro. Hey man, look, man. It's about now. That's generational wealth, bro. Hundred million. Y'all just y'all just gonna two hundred million. Y'all just gonna be mad at me. Y'all be mad at me anyway. Y'all be mad at me if I make $100. So be mad at me with $100 million. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, for real, bro. And that's a real situation we live in the PGA, man. And catch to my Tiger Woods turn down $700, $800 million. Well, his ass got, he got, he's worth a billion. And he's probably going to get paid another $2 billion as far as his name before he get up out of here. Or, or just his legacy anyway. So he can do that. But, bro, choices, choices, I be. Choices, choices. Okay. Like I said, a hundred million though. Live, hey Doc, we want to give you a hundred million to come over here and, and, and announce sport, uh, golf. I'm out. Okay, I'm gone. Give me that hundred million. Y'all just be mad at me, man. Hell, United States, y'all owe me three hundred trillion dollars anyway. So y'all give me my three hundred trillion, then I won't go over there. You know what I'm saying? So you're right though. But yeah, bro, salute to the FedEx St. Jude and everything they did. And that celebrity am man, it was uh, it was fun, man. It was great, man. A lot of names out there, man. You played, yeah. Your group shot 72, uh, according to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all shot, y'all shot 72 according to according to you, you and your group. So uh it was fun, man. You had some some nice, some cool uh dudes in your group, man. But uh yeah, man. But I guess you know that's it. Anything else, Ike B? That's it, man. We're good. We're good to go, Doc. RPO. That's it. And that's going to do it for another great episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports, all of it, because we know sports. We out. Sports.